T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, here are Harry and Nick. So you want to know about that one, not anything else, right? No, I want to know. Yeah, um, yeah I think if um, – I know I've been uh, aggressive all year going for it, really trust our guys in, in scenarios. I think fourth and three on your own 30 – what was it? 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches saying they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't – hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four – in the in the in hindsight, I think I think I would and you know obviously I would have went for it there, um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite quite honest, with you, it, it depends on the score. But we were in a one point game, um, and like if we were down two scores, then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one point game. That's never even in – you know what, in, until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I, yeah, I never – it didn't really even come, come to my mind. Um, the other one, the fourth and six, seven, fourth and seven, actually it was, fourth and seven at the 20. Yeah, that, that isn't in my mindset either, um, especially, you know, we're up three – going to go up six, that's not my mindset. Now, did I feel like when Kansas City came down and scored, um, and we were up 10, Kansas City came down and scored, and I said to myself before the drive, we got to go score here, you know, just to, you know, in a touchdown. But fourth and six right there, um, that's not my mindset either. Um, again, when the, the score's different, like, you know, in the in a sense of – you know, you're down a couple scores, then your mindset changes. But in that scenario, you know, I, I, I made I made the decision I was comfortable in in that particular time. Nick, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the punt. Um, what happened? What went wrong there? Yeah, you know, obviously, um, you guys saw the punt. Like we didn't get um, the punt that Aaron didn't get the punt that he wanted there, right? And so there was a low hang time. The guy did a good job. Uh, Tony did a good job of scooping that up and not letting it hit. You know, we talk a lot about that with our group, or with our group, just trying to catch feel, fielding the punt is a, especially on a punt that's missed is a huge deal. And I would give a lot of credit to to Tony to come up and scoop that thing and get going. And then you know we missed it. We missed a couple tackles um, on that one. And, you know, we had guys down there. Um, and for for different reasons, you know, we missed a, a couple tackles there. And you know, tackling, right? And, and 
I know it will sound like, like, but tackling is our responsibility as coaches to teach the crap out of the fundamentals there. Um, and it's our responsibility as players to, to make the tackles in there. So, you know, even though a tackle may look like, well, that guy missed the tackle, it's on all of us, right, of, you know, just making sure that we're on it with our fundamentals with it. The biggest fundamentals you, you guys see our building all the time, um, you know, f- fundamentals, football IQ, you know, all the things that we preach all, all over and over again. But, you know, offensively there's no bigger uh, fundamental than taking care of the football, um, how, you, how you block, uh, how you – and then on defense it's, you know, tackling, getting off blocks and, and how you take the football away. And we just, you know – we missed some tackles, but we also got to do a better job of coaching the tackling fundamentals. Yeah, how we got... The defense was really clicking in the first half. In the second half, it seemed like they made some adjustments. What, what are some of the adjustments you think they made that kind of made the defense struggle a little more? You know, they, they did a good job. Um, staying on the field. I think it was a uh, the 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 two halves. You saw one half where you know, we can, we controlled the clock and they didn't convert on some third downs. And then you saw, you know, the opposite happened in the second half where they were converting and then they had some drives. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I know it says that we had four possessions on offense in the second half, but one of them was a, was a one play jump ball. Right. And so I'm not really counting that to, so it only have three possessions in that, in that second half that's low. And I think you tribute that to, they were able to run it, um, and get their run game going um, more consistently and and really converting on third downs. I think in the first half they were, I don't know if they were they 0 for 4 in the first half maybe, um, and then they finished the game 4 for 8. So, you know, they did a good job on, on converting on on, fourth, on third downs, pardon me. Um, and then also, you know, I thought they, they did a good, nice job of, of running the ball there um, in those. So that's what I would contribute. Um, a kind of the swing of the halves was the, the situational football on third down. Um, and also, um, and also the the run game. Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you well, go with both that? Both teams played on the same field. I mean, obviously your edge rushers were, you know, it's a big strength of this team, and both teams played on the same field. Nick, uh, obviously part of success is is losing coaches. You you knew this was possibility uh, but what you know how does that affect you moving forward is it obviously it's going to be difficult but what what plan do you have in place and and obviously you're not going to say who but how difficult is it to traverse this yeah you know you the whole thing like we're we're obsessed with um developing our football players right and we do many different things um, throughout the the year to develop our players. And I'm obsessed personally because of the stock that people have put in me um, of how we develop our football coaches as well. Um, so constantly want, you know, from from our position coaches to our coordinators all the way to our quality control coaches and assistant position coaches, I want them involved in everything. And I try to get give them things that help me throughout, throughout the, you know, my career. And that's my job as the head coach. So – with that, you know, Shane and, and Jonathan were successful not only because Shane and Jonathan are good football coaches, but also because they have good assistants and they have good people uh, working with them. And and so I feel like we have a lot of good in-house uh, options um, 
which is always going to be where, where I start because, you know, that's, that's just always kind of been how I've learned of, you know, grooming the people that you have and, and attempts for when this day happens that you're, that you're ready to go. But, but we won't stop just there. I mean, we'll, we'll look at every option, um, to, um, to make sure we're getting the, the best, the best people in here to help our team. We're going to do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so, but I do believe we have great options in house, um, because when you're grinding to put together a staff, um, you're not just grinding to put together the offense and defense coordinators. Matter of fact, I mean, really, the offense and defense coordinator was when when you hired me, we knew exactly who we were hiring at those spots. The grind was getting getting the peep the soldiers, the guys, like the getting those other guys in place that we felt really good with. You know, so a lot of good options. Um, you know, last last two years ago, I remember Shane and I, we, we interviewed about nine nine running back coaches, and and Coach Singleton was the ninth. I'm like, this is the guy right here. So there was a lot of work that went went into that. And so again, feel really good about in house, but we will also do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles of um, replacing these guys. So when you look at offensive touchdowns, Nick, uh, one with Tony and one with Sky Moore, seem to be on a, a similar look, where you know, motioning and then going back the other way. You just kind of run us through um, what went wrong in those situations and why it wasn't corrected when you got a similar. Yeah, you know, it was uh, obviously you talk about everything that that happens out there with the attempts of, you know, if you see it again, you're ready for it. Right. That's both offensively and defensively. We were in a completely different coverage, a completely different look. Different things were supposed to happen on each play. So uh, meaning there was a different defensive coverage on the first one, right? There was an execution on the, on the uh, there was an execution error on the first one and and I just want everybody to understand when I say execution error, right? Right? That is, you know, we didn't we we didn't do something correct on the field, but what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it, right? And so it, it, we're all in this together, right? And, and it's never just one play, but it, we're all in this thing together. Like, okay, well, the, they didn't execute that well on the field, but we need to do a better job of making sure they can do it as, as coaches. The second one, they got us, all right? And and you're like, well, how did they get us when they already did it? On We were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different uh, scheme that we were doing. Um, you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and, and ended up um, scoring on the play. But what also doesn't go into play either is that, you know, a lot of the times that we've adjusted with that motion, you know, and the way we've done that has helped us a lot in the red zone as well. Um, credit to them of finding a way to attack it. Again, it was two different coverages that they did. Uh, credit to them to going back to something that, that worked for them as well. Um, but – you know, that defense right there has, has helped us a lot this season, too, with how we've adjusted with the motion uh, on different things. So, listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like, you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. Again, you want to try to do your best to, to do that. But in that particular case, they got us on that second one. Um, and, you know, hats off to them. When you're looking, when you're looking to replace uh, the opposite side um, coordinator, you said before that the scheme that John runs is the one that you want. Um, so in replacing him, are you going to maintain that scheme, or do you want to just find the best guy possible to go with his scheme? Yeah. 
you know, there's core values that I have, not core values, you know what my core values are. There's core thought processes that I have on defense, you know, and so there's going to be things that, yes, I do I like a lot of the things that we're doing on there? Yes, I do. You know, I, I, you think you're going to see that I really believe in, or you see, you know this, that I really believe in the turnover differential. I really believe in the explosive play differential. And so there's things of that nature that of that defense that I, that I like. And then there's going to be things situationally um, that are non-negotiables, I guess, to say with me, um, whether it's third and long, whether it's, um, you know, tight red zone, whether it's two minute and the, and the game plays, whether it's uh, four minute defense, like backed up, I'm going to naturally have things that I'm going to require the next defensive coordinator to do. But I also know that I'm hiring somebody to do their job, um, to the best of their abilities and and that's that's I'm you know that's why I'm hiring them um and so again do is every nobody it's all going to look a little bit different no matter if you bring you know Jonathan's twin brother in which he doesn't have in the first but if you brought him in it's still going to look a little different when that guy calls it as opposed to coach coach Gannon so there's going to be little changes little differences but again I guess my long way of answering that is I'm not opposed to changing, um, but uh, you know it's, it's it's I'm again I'm gonna do what's best for the Eagles. Um, we have great in-house candidates, right? Um, there's candidates outside that we know that there's a lot of good football coaches out there that we know there as well. Again, there's gonna be core, not as much as the offense, Jeff, like where. You know, Shane leaves and it's, you know, I'm, I'm saying here's what we're, here's what the offensive scheme that we're running. But there's going, you know, with the defenses or hiring the guy to do his job, I do have core beliefs that I don't want to change, you know, intermixed with that. But he's still got to do the job and do his, to his best ability to do the job that we hire him to do, whoever that may be. So, um, Hopefully I answered your question. Nick, 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 will you, Nick no, no matter who the new offensive coordinator, whether it's Brian or someone else, will you continue to not call? Will you have that guy call the plays? Do you like the setup? I do. I do. It really it does help me manage the, the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me interact with the players more, um, you know, um, on the sideline, right? And, you know, it helps me be able to discuss something that, you know, that, you know, with somebody upstairs um, to get on the defensive headset when the offense is up, vice versa. Um, you know, and so, I, I yes, that will be my intent um, to let the next offense coordinator call the game. Um, and, again, I feel like we've seen benefits from that. Again, I just feel like my ability to manage the game um, I feel like I do a better job managing the game when I don't have the, you know, and some guys do it and they, didn't, and they do a great job of it. And I'm highly impressed by that. It's for me, that's what works is this and, and I'll continue doing it that way. Um, that's the plan. What impressed you most about Brian Johnson this year? And when we look at Jalen's growth, how much, uh, was his input? Felt yeah, like? huge, huge, uh, Brian, you know, it, it starts with the relationships that we have with the players, and Brian stepped right in here and had a great relationship with our quarterback, dating back to when our quarterback was 
you know, however old he was, two years old. And so, um, the relationship means a lot and, and the, and the trust was automatically there, right? Some, sometimes you have to develop the trust. A lot of times you have to develop the trust. Um, but that was there. And then, you know, with, with that, Brian's, Brian's great with not just jailing with everybody, right? He can, he can adapt and, 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 you know, just be able to connect with anybody on our roster, um, and that's offensively and defensively, and that's one thing that I think that Brian's special at. Um, and then, and then we're not even talking about the football knowledge that he has, and, and so Brian's excellent um, with Jalen as far as his development of fundamentals. I think you've heard me say this plenty of times. Like, uh, two coaches have to have two things, right? They have to be able, for, for position coaches first and foremost, have to be able to get their players better as players. They have to be able to take them a level here to, to a higher level that they can't reach them uh, without the coaching of that individual. And that, and that happens through fundamentals and um, being able to explain the plan, being able to explain the offense to, to make it easy for that, easier for that player to understand and uh, to execute. Brian does a great job of that. And then Brian's very, also very gifted in the sense of helping be able to scheme, you know, even though he wasn't the offensive coordinator um, last year, he still helps a great deal with our schemes and our and our a way we're attacking defenses all in the run game, in the pass game, in the protection world, um, in situationals. Um, so yeah, he's he's been a great great influence, obviously for for Jalen, and and Jalen's done a nice job, obviously. Um, but it's a good relationship um, of those two guys, and because I, I do believe that's helped Jalen become a better player. Sticking with Jalen, actually, Jalen. Sticking with Jalen, I actually have one for you, Howie. Um, you know, he's. I know it's been a while, right? He's a uh, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason. How motivated is the organization to secure his future with the team long term? Yeah, I think um, obviously we want to keep our, our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So um, I, that's some we'll, we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. I mean, given the, the magnitude of that deal, though, um, would you like to understand what that's going to look like before you can go forward with the rest of the offseason? Yeah, I think um, we have a good sense of what we need to do here. Um, we have a little bit of time here, too, to kind of figure it out and, and get away and discuss that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our, our best players here. And, um, you know, Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. What's the timeline looking like to hire a defensive coordinator? If you don't have one in time by the combine, how much will that affect the player evaluation process, not having that person to fix the scheme? Yeah, I mean, we want to get it done uh, as soon as we as soon as we can. Not, but not be in a rush. You know, I think that's the best way to say that. You know, get um, is that we'll be diligent because we need to be diligent. And if if it takes us interviewing nine coordinators like we did with the running running backs to to get Jamal Singleton, we'll do that. We'll get the, to get the best person um, that can help us. You know, um, be a good football team. And so, timeline, no timeline. Are we working? Um, um, with urgency, of course. Um, are we working in a rush? No. Howie, there's, a, there's a sense out there, I guess, that the Jalen contract will prohibit you guys from keeping other key pieces. What's your confidence level that you'll be able to, maybe not everybody that you want, but that you'll be able to keep the core intact even with a Jalen contract? Yeah, I think I think we have uh, obviously a large number of free agents um, that we knew going in, and I think um, when we looked at this team, and we always look at this team over not just this year, but over a period of time, uh, we knew we needed to get additional picks. It's one of the reasons that we made the trade last year was to make sure that we had picks going forward, and 
Um, even though maybe we don't have the the amount of picks this year, we have a bunch of high picks, and then um, next year we're we're gonna have a tremendous amount of picks. You know, uh, we already have two additional picks from uh, two trades that we made, and um, just by the sheer number of the free agents, we're gonna have comp picks next year. I mean, it, it, even if we signed a bunch of our guys, we are gonna have comp picks next year. So. Um, I think we go into it with that understanding that it's going to be impossible to keep every single person on this team, but, um, you know, we're here to compete. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of times I, I've heard this week, you know, we'll be back, you know, just because we say it doesn't mean it. we got to make that happen. And um, I take great pride in, in trying to do my part. Howie, uh, Howie, along, along those lines, um, you know, obviously you guys have three early round picks from last year who didn't play a whole lot. How important is it for those guys to kind of take a big step next year, as well as the guys you're probably going to draft you know, this year as well? Yeah, we look at the draft as kind of long-term decisions. You know, we don't want to just draft for immediate needs. It would be great if that's what ends up happening with the right players, but we've gotten in problems here where we've just said, hey, we have a need at this position. Let's go draft the best guy at this position. Um, all those guys are ready to play, um, you know, if, if we need them, and they, they could play a variety of roles, so that doesn't – mean that we can't bring back the veteran players at those positions. Some of the players at those positions are some of the greatest players, um, not only to play on our team this year, but in this franchise. And we'd love to have some of those guys back. Um, but those guys are ready. You know, um, they were ready to play this year. Uh, they just had great guys in front of them. Howie, the fact that uh, last time you gave out a big contract to a quarterback, it didn't work out as envisioned. How did that inform your thinking? Does it influence you at all um, you know, this time around? I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at um, the individual player, and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to. But um, I think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in, a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time, and so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us. Nick, will, Nick, will Michael Clay be back? Uh, yeah, yes, he will. Um, I thought we did a, ni a nice job as far as just improving. You know, we had some we had some rocky uh, beginnings in, in special teams, um, and I thought we did a nice job improving those special teams as the year went as the year went along. Um, a lot of credit to Coach Clay, obviously a lot of credit to the players that stepped up and, and made plays to do so. Again, are we? You know, we talked about the punt and the, the punt return by Kansas City. Hats off to them. Um, we didn't do a good enough job on that play. Um, but, again, nothing is ever decided on one play. Um, and so I have a great deal of confidence in Coach Clay and, his, and the job that he, he does, he did, in these, these last two years and how we, we've improved. He's improved, right? Um, he's improved greatly. Um, our, our special teams has improved greatly. And, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, we, we, we discuss everything just like what we discuss, you know, we discuss everything in the season. We discuss everything in the off season. We discuss, we're going to discuss everything. Um, you know, again, we have so many bright minds in here and, and it's a, it's a team sport. We have, we play the greatest, we are involved in the greatest team sport there is. And so we don't go out into the field and, and say, Hey, you got it. You got it all. Hey, Jason, Kelsey, you got it all on you today, right? We do it as a team. Or Jalen, you got it all on you today. We do it as a team. And that's, that doesn't stop just on the field with our, our players. It, it goes into the 
front office with the coaches, the coaches with the scouts and, and everything, and just with everybody. I mean, you asked me why, how we, we were able to get into the position we were in, and you can't – it's not – and it's not – it's everything. It's literally everything. It's it's Bob and his staff. It's it's the cafeteria staff. It's it's Dom. It's it's Paul. It's Kathy. It's the video uh, department. I mean, this is just a top notch uh, organization. And so, it, but like I said, it, it's everything. Like you know, it's did I know? Like the first staff that we hired was it just guys that I knew? No, we we wanted to get the best coaches. You know, and, and we did, and we ended up, you know, doing a lot of that. Just how do you know anybody here? Like, how do you, it, what, like, there's a lot of back and forth in there, just like there is when we're talking about a player. And, and how we say, what do you think? Hey, Kenny, you've heard our Kenny Gainwell story. Hey, look at this guy. Oh, my God, we both love him. Let's get this guy. Like, it's, that's just the way, you know, good organizations, good football teams work. And, uh, and I, I value that, that relationship. No matter the scheme, no matter the scheme. What does Jordan Davis need to do this offseason to become a regular player on this defense? You know, this year it was unique, but to I think to to me at least um, on that defensive line group, um, maybe not so much for Jordan, right? Because Jordan played at Georgia where they got deep defensive line group. We have a deep defensive line group. And even the conversations I've had with Milton and, um, and, and Marlin, like, like they were in a, they were they played little less than probably what we, what what people may think they should have in the sense of it, we had a lot of different guys playing on that and, and giving really good reps, and so um, that was a unique year. Um, we're we're gonna we understand that not every year could can be like that, and that roles will change, right? And that's just not on the defensive line. That's through everybody, and we have so much confidence in Jordan that he's going to continue to uh, develop as a player. He's going to take the reps. That he's, he's only going to continue to get better with the reps that he, that he has. He has unusual traits, his unusual size, unusual athletic ability, have unusual play, uh, play strength. And um, looking forward to him, you know, uh, having, you know, being able to get more and more reps. Speaking of, the, more folks. Speaking of the defensive line from the other night, your pass rush was such a strength this year. Looking back at the tape, why do you think in key moments you weren't able to get that pass rush that you usually got this season? You know, a lot of a lot of different factors. Obviously, uh, going to and, and first and foremost, you have to you have to tip your hat to to Kansas City. Um, got how they how they got the ball out uh, different ways. You know, schemes to to get guys open. Um, their offensive line uh, did a good job. They they you know they they did a good job. Um, they have they have good players and they're in that position to play in that that game as well. Um, so first, you always give give credit uh, credit there. Um, you know, we've definitely had different um, games where we've had tons you know tons and tons of pressure. Um, and you know, and this one and this one wasn't uh, one of those games. Um, now there still was some pushback. There was still you know abilities to get there, um, and and we still got some pushback in the pocket and everything like that. But again, um, whether he, you know, sometimes Mahomes scrambled, sometimes he got it away quick. Um, Kelsey got open uh, quick. Um, again, they, they, I think you got to give them a lot of credit, uh, a lot of credit there. You guys are just going to keep going. Nick, what's the, uh, the biggest piece of wisdom you walk away from like, the Super Bowl with? Uh, the wisdom is that I think it's we were there. 
we were close, and all that does to me is make me hungrier to to get back and 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 that's about the last time you'll hear me say get back because what you're gonna say you're gonna hear me say is what I'm gonna do it one day at a time one day at a time one day at a time because that's the right mindset but that doesn't affect that doesn't stop you from when you when you see the red and yellow confetti far or you have a piece of it stuck on your damn shirt right uh that you don't think to yourself I, I got to do everything I can do to help our, our guys get back to this moment. Um, and so the wisdom that it is, is not as maybe that's not a wisdom thing. Maybe that's more of my drive. And uh, I know our players drive and I drive. like, top of the mountain. Um, all that does is make you, more determined, driven uh, to to make that climb again, to get back to the top, and and hopefully put put you know stand at the top, you know, um, like Rocky before he fought Drago and was yelling out Drago over over top of Moscow. I, I used to make Rocky uh, analogies. I get it, but that's all. That's the wisdom that that happens. And the other part of it, um, Tim, is this that you know half the fun of this thing, half the reason we do this. And, uh, you know, big, big part of the reason is the journey. So without getting <laughs> sentimental here, like it's, it's, you know, that is the last time that that group of men will be together. Um, and so, you know, you know, you're going to, like how we said, you can't, not everybody, it's, it's not going to be the same team. There's going to be draft picks. There's Jonathan's gone. Shane's gone. Um, different things are going to happen. Um, but, you look back, you always cherish that journey. It didn't end the way you wanted it to, but the journey was special. The men involved in the journey were special. Um, the relationships that were built will last forever. Um, yeah, I'm, if I keep going up. Yeah, I'm good. How do you go about the scenario planning for the offensive line dependent on Jason's decision? Just thinking about what Coach said, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for us, offense line is always going to be a priority. You know, um, you've seen the way we build teams. It's really, uh, it's not like we have some some secret sauce here. Everyone everyone knows the ingredients, and um, so for us, um, we're going to continue to go through our off season process. You know, um, I think for us during the, the season, um, we are we are doing everything for twenty twenty three during the season. So this isn't like a you know, we're a month behind and we're starting from scratch. Like, um, we've been working this and, you know, coach will come to my office on a Wednesday, who you watch and tell me about this guy. So it's like, we're not, we're not like, uh, starting from scratch here. Um, we're going to evaluate all the players. Um, we're going to make sure that, um, we keep our priorities in, in the right place here, um, for this off season. And, um, you know, uh, we got a scar, you know, we got a scar on us and, um, it's going to heal over time and we're going to do everything we can everything in our power to make sure that um you know we bring the city our, our players our staff what they deserve all right thanks folks all right there they were it was uh nick sirianni and howie roseman a lot of stuff um to unpack right there started off with the question about the uh the fourth and three why did you punt um, and I, he gave an answer, and I, and I agree with the answer. He said, your own 32-yard line, he's going to punt. I think he said 32 out of 32 times on that. But he said that he's on, on the own 32, he's going to punt. When you look at the other spot where he did go for it on the game, it was on the Kansas City 44-yard line. So 
just from the own 32, he's going to punt. Um, I thought that watching the game live, I didn't even think about them going for it on fourth down there, Ike. So right off the bat, it was the first question that was asked about the fourth and three. As it should have been. Yep. <laughs> yeah. As we expected. Yeah. Got right to it. Um, And they were prepared for it. And, and listen, I, I, I can understand. I, I've said this earlier in the week when it, when it was in the moment. I didn't feel in the moment, man, why didn't we go for it right there? They just cost us the game. Like I, I did not feel that in the moment. It was unfortunate that the punt return was as long as it was, and it basically set up another touchdown. But when you're that deep in your own territory, it, it's to me it's more of a shock if you go for it than if you don't go for oh, it. Oh, for sure. Because if he goes for it there and he doesn't get it, it's one of the – it may be the top storyline – Coming out of the game, we might be calling for him to be fired. Exactly. So that and and that would have been a national storyline as well. You don't hear anybody nationally saying, "Why didn't he go for it right there?" Now the other one, I can hear it. I can I can I can understand it. The one that that, where they kicked the field goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. I all right. I can I can hear an argument there, but the other one. (laughs) I can't act as if I'm outraged after the fact that they didn't go for when it. When right watching there. the game in real time, it that's didn't not even, what I felt. Nah, that's yeah. not what I felt. Nope. Like and you he, said, didn't cross my mind either. And he had said in the answer, fourth and three, nah. I from my own thirty-two, nah. I'm punting it. Yeah. Fourth and one, huh? Right. Well, I think about it. Yeah. Now you know you can do the Jalen Hurts yes. push sneak. You can't sneak it on fourth and three. No. You almost can't even run it on fourth and three. No, it's too far. Yeah. It's almost a passing play. Yeah. And that's why they threw it on the other on the other down. It was Correct. like two and a half yards. That's why they Correct. threw it. So yeah, I'm with you there. If, if it's if it's a one yard gain, I mean, if it's a fourth and one, maybe he thinks about it. Even then, it's, it's, in, it's, it's dangerous, in his own territory, man. It's dangerous. Man. It's dangerous. I, I agree. It's risk reward, right? Like yep. the, the reward is that okay, you get a first down. You still have the ball on the 33 yard line, right? It's not like that now. You that you're in. That you in just won the game zone. there. Yeah, you still have to drive 30 <laughs> yards to be in field goal range after yeah. that. Um, yeah. I thought he I thought he did a, a really good job of answering the question about the goal line touchdowns and the coverage they were in, et cetera. And he said the first one was a communication breakdown, and he said and that's also on the coaches for not coaching better for them to have to be ready for what could happen. And then he just tipped his cap to the to the Chiefs on the second one and said they had us on that. They they got us on that. Right? So it kind of explained what happened on both of them, but the goal line touchdowns he answered and said um, communication with the first, credit to the Chiefs for the second one. Uh, he also, he's not going to call plays. Nick Sirianni will not be calling plays offensively. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm a little surprised that they answered that right now, that they already decided what they were going to do there. But in all honesty, um, if that's what you know you're planning to do next year, Nothing wrong with going on and saying it. So, And it seems like Nick's embraced yeah. what he did, and that worked, and he's totally down with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way, and that's the way it came off. Yep. And that's the way it came off. It wasn't a bunch of hemming and hawing, and he lost uh, the battle of uh, the argument of trying to regain play control. You didn't feel any of that. Nope. It seemed as if. Obviously, they knew that that question was going to be asked. Sure. But it was a definitive answer with no sort of explanation added on to it or anything else. So No, he gave every reason yeah. why he shouldn't be calling yeah. plays. Yeah, and, and it's worked for him. So, it's worked very well. Yeah. Uh, overall, well, I, don't think, I don't think anybody would argue against that. Overall, great command of the press conference by Sirianni. Other than chopping on the gum. Yeah, I, yeah, and I don't know why they haven't said something about I that. I can't believe someone yet. didn't text him and said, yo, stop. <laughs> 
chomping on the gum. Um, well, they teach us that early, right? In in, in media training. I, 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 I was always told early don't 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 do interviews with gum or or candy in your mouth. I could hear it within the first five <laughs> seconds of it, and I was like, "Did he just fit Jack? Did he just finish up a sandwich like when it. he came out?" But he didn't. Um, one question about the about offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He said he thought they had good good options in house, and he feels good about those options. But it, but he owes it to the organization to go out and to investigate outside options, and it felt like that answer to me was for the defensive coordinator, because the the reports out there, Josina Anderson says that the Eagles are trying to interview Vance Joseph, former mm-hmm. head coach, former defensive coordinator. He's a blitz happy defensive coordinator mm-hmm. this past year with Arizona, and he also talked about how that it's always going to look a little bit different, even with regardless of the the defensive coordinator is, he said, but he's not opposed to changing the defense, which to me singled or signaled maybe like, yeah, maybe we'd like a little bit more of an aggressive or um, not that they're blitzing 80% of the time, but maybe we could do some other stuff. I don't really know how much we're going to be able to measure that stuff. If it's not, if it's not something that's obvious, say you blitz 2% more. 3% 3% more. Like, yeah, what, like, what, like, what does that really mean? An extra blitz a game? Because the one thing he also wanted to point out, that there are certain values and core that he will certain, certainly want and demand in his defensive coordinator. There are certain principles. When we're in the red zone, he when they're third and long, like he made sure he pointed those things out. Yep. So if you think sort of keeping the big plays down and all of that stuff is going away, that's not going away because that's something he believes in. Right. Yeah. He, he said and when he I made hire, sure he pointed that out. When I hire a guy, it's going to go with the values that I believe in yes. what the defensive coordinators or def- a defense on my team should be. Yes. Now, and like you said, now you hire a guy so that he can be so he can do his job and be the best at it, but it's it's the conditions upon taking the job that you're going to agree to. So they're not going to hire a 46 defensive coordinator. No, then well, here's the thing: they're not going to hire a guy who's going to go rogue and just do what he wants to do. Correct. Even if he's blitz happy. Right. So the guy you may bring in here, even to say if it's a Van jo- Vance Joseph, well maybe you're going he's going to tell Vance Joseph we're going to dial that back a little bit. Right. Because I don't remember the Arizona Cardinals defense being a great defense, just because you blitzed a lot. No. I don't remember. I remember they did pretty well against Jalen, but that was about um, okay. about all I remember from unless that. You, unless you, yeah, unless you're showing me a bunch. Of, Arizona was terrible this year. Yep. Not checked. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Special teams uh, coordinator Michael mm-hmm. Clay will be back. Yeah, not surprised at that either. You don't want to throw. A, you don't want to throw a guy under the bus. They brought him in. He's under their coaching tutelage, and it would almost be as if he's a scapegoat. Yeah. He's a scapegoat. So um, bring him back, and you got, maybe they bring they bring him a, uh, an assistant in here, somebody that has a little more experience. I don't know. You know, you know. When I went off about it, I went off less about the schemes and more about the players. Right. And some of this stuff is the players wanting, you know, and taking pride in that whole unit. And, and and not letting something like that to happen in the Super Bowl happen. It would also help if you got a punter that knew how to situational punt. 
You see that? that, that <laughs> honestly, it, we sit here on a Thursday. I'm, I'm, I can't even blame the coverage unit as much on that as much as I blame the punter on that play. Well, they they, they easily set up a wall that he could just run right on, the, the, line on the sideline. Drive kick. You, you outkick the Dude, coverage. I, you line drive the kick to the guy. On a Thursday, I'm actually no hang time. The yet. most thing I'm angry about today is the is the whole punt situation and the punter situation. <laughs> right. All right, we'll come back. What's your reaction? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's good. Not bad. It was next. What, what, what are you missing? Jack? Annoyingly well done. Yeah. Um, annoyingly well done is what yeah, I'll say. You wanted something out of there. You wanted yeah. some nuggets out leave of us there. A, so leave you- us a little bit in the air by just calling plays, you know? Um, yeah, to answer, yeah. Well, yes. Well, um, he does that. He still talks in circles, but, you know, no. it's it's endearing with Nikki. No, he did an excellent job. They, but I mean, Howie didn't talk a lot. He talked about some free agent stuff. We'll talk about that on the other side. But it, he, he did an excellent job. He really did. All right, your reaction. 215-592-9494. It's Marks and Reese. Don't go anywhere. But hey, listen. Uh, my friends that guided during window are over my, currently over my house right now. Full house of windows. Sliding patio door, which is amazing. It has the little blinds in, in the, the patio door. It's amazing. But if you know you need new windows and doors, I'm here to tell you the guided door and window, you're not going to get better savings than right now. And they're not playing pricing games. You don't buy one window and get 18 windows for free. This is for real, for real, because I'm doing it right now. Guide is big winter sale, 40% off every window and door that you buy. So I've received 40% off each expertly installed energy-efficient replacement window, which also includes free high-performance low-E glass. And I'm getting 40% off my sliding patio door, but also high-quality insulated entry doors garage doors, even storm doors, and you can buy now, pay later. Again, I'm doing this. Guide is interest-free financing, or how about their low monthly payment plans? But this offer expires at the end of February. So when I say this is the big, the biggest savings of the year, I can tell you these are the biggest savings that Guida offers. So get in right now and call the experts at Guida today to schedule a free in-home estimate. This is not pricing games. They're not out. This isn't tricks. Free and home estimate, 40% off all windows and doors. Call them right now, 877-GO-GUIDA, 877-GO-GUIDA, or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.